millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Oscars Cheat Sheet miniseries. Why bother having an opinion on this year's Best Picture nominees when you can just use ours? Hello everyone and welcome to the, I guess, the final episode of the Oscars Cheat Sheet. It would be weird to not call this Mm. part of the Cheat Sheet series. I guess it's an Oscars Cheat Sheet episode in the sense that it's like, now that they've happened, here's what Here's what you want to talk about at the water cooler the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, there are only maybe a handful of examples of things you'd want to talk about. Certainly, certainly nothing horrific or awkward or embarrassing happened at this year's Oscars. And I'm not just talking about example of thing I didn't want to win winning example of award. Dune winning six win. awards. <laughs> <laughs> but not 12. Yeah, no, well, yeah. Yeah, Dune, uh, quite fittingly, winning roughly half of its award, uh, its nominations <laughs> uh, for being roughly half a film. So, uh, yeah, the Academy Awards have just gone. Not sure when this is coming out, but they will have been in the last. 24 hours i imagine and yep just better than last year where we waited a week before releasing this (laughs) post-mortem episode nothing if not timely Mm. (laughs) but yeah so there was uh you know uh, lots of surprises throughout the night uh lots of uh fun things there was one big thing which we will talk about i imagine it will uh take up most of the, the the discussion but we'll sort of do a discussion before that and then we'll get to that i think we'll probably run through the night in chronological order i think makes sense uh and that's of course course will smith slapping uh chris rock in the face again we'll get more into that like don't worry we will talk about it i was i was gonna be like we're of course talking about amy schumer dressing up as spider-man but you beat me you beat me to it with just the real thing (laughs) (laughs) the thing that actually is what we were talking about yeah uh yeah so the show started with uh we had the red carpet sound issues are plenty in new zealand uh i'd be remiss not to mention couldn't hear the first fucking half hour of the red carpet um because Mm. they just had like clearly the microphone that was at or they they didn't mix the audio at all so you just had like the music and the crowd cheering and then well below that was like the interviews happening um and it took them like half an hour to fix it was infuriating wow i didn't i didn't catch the red carpet did you catch it aaron no unfortunately i did not either did you catch wait did you you didn't even watch the ceremony itself (laughs) no i did see i did see parts of it to be fair i was watching in the background as i did work today Okay, so this is this is a cheat sheet almost for you. Like we can tell you for the first time on the cheat sheet series. Like we have an actual member of the podcast of, to explain yeah. what to think. Yeah, we have there a are enough of the public. <laughs> <laughs> there are enough gaps in my like watching of it to be, for me to be like, wait, what? Why did that happen? Um, mm. For example, I have no idea why Will Smith 
uh, Slayer Chris <laughs> no, I just know that. that he did. <laughs> but so the show opened with uh, the Williams sisters, Serena Venus, uh, introducing the performance of uh, Beyonce's performance of Be Alive, the song from King Richard, uh, which was a pre-recorded thing at a uh at a tennis court and everyone was dressed in like tennis ball colors and the whole thing um it, i'm not a big fan of beyonce so it, it was very run-of-the-mill beyonce sort of very you know self-important um yeah which we got is. instead of uh, a live best editing um award mm. uh which how did they make this video this pre pre-recorded you say what's what's the alternative well they just <laughs> what are you talking each about? shot they Wasn't would just they would hit start <laughs> and then when the shot they wanted mm. was finished they would hit stop and then it was all done in camera <laughs> they didn't even export it from <laughs> windows movie maker they just played project files next to each other <laughs> yeah and then we had our three hosts, uh, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall, step out on stage, but not before they were hilariously interrupted by DJ Khaled, uh, who kind of like did a half rap, half ramble. Uh, right. I actually couldn't make out a single word of it, um, <laughs> of what he was saying, uh, but it was a very odd choice. There, What did you think of their opening monologue, AJ? Um, I think I want to talk about DJ Khaled and then I'll talk about the opening monologue. I think that, that the it DJ Khaled thing is, is it, it's, it doesn't and, go down exactly. <laughs> and it's a, it's a microcosm for what really sits wrong with me about the Oscars is that they're, they're, they're obsessed for the last few years with trying to get people watching them. No one's watching the Oscars anymore. Mm. And a lot of commentators have pointed out, it's like, it's because well, you're missing because, Kelly Slater and Sean White. <laughs> it's because you're not nominating or celebrating the film's, that you want people to utilize to, to get people watching right and i think dj Khaled is a perfect example of that that it's like what you you claim to be prestigious and like i would never forget a couple of years ago when a, a an academy voter came out and was like adam sandler's just not the kind of actor who gets nominated for an oscar and it's like okay but dj Khaled is the type of guy you get to have a walk-on joke role in the ceremony like it's so they just want they want all of the cake and they want to gobble it up for yeah, themselves. That actually reminds me as well the um because yeah the the Oscar voter thing there's like Hollywood Reporter does the brutally honest Oscar ballot where they like talk to people anonymously. Uh, and so what do people say about this i hated the power of the dog movie except for its cinematography it was so predictable and, su- and not subtle you knew right away that benedict cumberbatch was a latent homosexual the brother was a wimp and the son was a little demented unlike brokeback mountain where the characters were so finely developed and interesting in a way i understood what sam elliott meant i didn't oh i didn't God. like west side story which i call woke side story uh, is this the academy yeah there's these people from the academy uh what the to be like like devastatingly liberal yeah. in hollywood I what admit, is this, this not, is... i i admit i'm not a dooney i never read the book i but i went and saw it in an imax and to me it was boring except when javier bardem oh came in and i didn't care about anyone at all abolish the academy after nightmare alley i just wanted to go have a drink uh drive my car was wonderful could have been a lot shorter uh, but i still liked it enough to nominate it uh coda is like an old hallmark movie it's a lovely story that makes you feel good belfast was such a human story uh king richard was the story that stayed in my mind really inspiring it was a real surprise for me uh and also uh I'll just so that we've got their opinion on all of them they said um licorice pizza was a mess the kid stays 15 forever and he's a fantastic op- entrepreneur the film that takes place over like a few days it's like he's 15 the entire <laughs> time what is this <laughs> I think it's more than a few days, but definitely yeah. not more than a year. Uh, Don't Look Up was a parade of a whole bunch of celebrities. Mark Rylance, one of my favorite actors, looked bored as hell. The best part of the movie was when the Raptor eats Meryl Streep. The Raptor? West Side Story. Uh, best director they just loved. Um, 
uh, King Richard. They voted for Belfast, though. Javier Bardem is one of my favorite actors, but not in being the Ricardos. Um, I don't want to hear any more of these. This is yeah, making me more and more angry. This yeah. is crazy, man. This is like a dude bro's opinion on Oscars. Yeah, mm. I thought the Oscars were like like left wing, but like still, you know, mm. l- liberal. Not like <laughs> but not even, like for, like my dad voting for the yeah. Oscars. <laughs> like literally, like. even if it's like a conservative person, it's like also it's sort of a like an it seems like a. I don't want to say the word, but it seems like a dumb person's opinion, or like some, <laughs> you know, like you can, no, absolutely, you can yeah. be you can be a Republican or a right wing person and still be intelligent, but this just sounds like some idiot who watched movies and is like, oh, I like Michael and the, Bay. These are the people deciding what yeah. stays and goes in the zeitgeist, you know. Um, but yeah, in, in terms, of, I remember you you were quite shocked by some of the jokes that they were. That they were hurting people's feelings. No, well, I mean, there was one joke that hurt someone's feelings <laughs> quite badly. But no, I, it's less its less that the jokes hurt people's feelings and more that, like, the three women, um, and I don't, I don't begrudge them for this, but a lot of their material was based around the shortcomings of the Oscars as an entity. Like, several jokes throughout the whole ceremony about, like, people of color not being recognized or women not getting recognized and it's like it's all well and good to like when 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 natalie portman announced who was nominated for best director and she was like congratulations to all those male directors yeah Yeah, that that's like a gut punch to the oscars themselves when it's in the telecast and Oh well, well when it's in the telecast, the, my problem with it is like it's like they're they're like yeah you you can um no it's not just making fun of us you can call us racist you can call <laughs> us sexist but it, you know that's not changing they're not being the change hmm. by acknowledging these things they're just saying yeah you can make fun of us for yeah, it you but can I literally would... assault a man on live TV and, <laughs> and, and win an Academy Award moments later my my favorite joke from the from the host though and it's surprisingly was from Amy Schumer who said. Why is that surprising? Uh, because she's the one I find the least funny out of the three. Because um, she's a woman. The she's a woman of the three female hosts. Um, she said, uh, "Don't look up as nominated," which is surprising, and it probably means the Academy don't look up reviews, which I thought was actually yeah. quite funny. And it cut to Adam McKay cracking up at that yeah. joke. Which, hey, good on him, right? Like, good for mm. him. He can like laugh at that sort of yeah. thing. Adam McKay, yeah, obviously he's got a good sense of humor. There was a few good jokes throughout the night um as well there was um josh brolin and jason momoa presented mm. one of uh the first awards together and uh josh brolin says to jason momoa like have you ever been nominated and his and the way he he's like no <laughs> <laughs> have you so seen funny. my movies <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that was funny that was so but good. and then um the other one uh rachel ziegler and jacob Elordi, um presented an award together and Jacob Lordy said like you know wow I never thought I'd I'd be here at the Oscars and um, Rachel Ziegler said six days ago I thought I wouldn't be here um, because Mm. there was the big controversy around her she announced that she hadn't been invited and there was a massive outcry um, because people like Kelly Slater, Tony Hawk and Sean White were announced as um, (laughs) as presenters but, um, and DJ Khaled. <laughs> it sounds like, um, though, that she's shooting, she's currently shooting the Snow White live action film in London. And it sounds like it wasn't like, well, we don't want her there. It was like, well, she can't go. So we, we're not asking her kind of thing. And they had to actually 
reschedule the shoot like you know reconfigure the shoot so right. that she could go because there was such an outcry fair enough i think yeah. that's that's fine people don't but, go uh, to the oscars all the time because they have other, other commitments francis mcdormand wasn't there um leonardo DiCaprio didn't seem to be there um Mm. yeah presumably still shooting as uh, Martin Scorsese film but um yeah so the first uh, award of the night went for uh, to best supporting actress um and so you mentioned about them not recognizing people of color they uh that was presented by Daniel Kaluuya and the singer Her uh both people of color and just to really drive home the fact that they are um they were played on to Africa by Toto no way! <laughs> yeah. I did not notice that at all. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is so bad. I fucking hate the Oscars, guys. I every year I'm just yeah. mortified by yeah. everything that happens in them. <laughs> I like watching the films. I think, and I think it's a fun format for our podcast, and also a good way to like actually like dip your toes into like what is the high high art of the year, supposedly. Mm. But the actual ceremony itself. God, I wish more people were punching each other. <laughs> Bro, every year it's like I'm like a parent being like, I'm not angry. I'm just very, <laughs> very disappointed. Oh, man. Mm. I, I, it's funny. Like every year you see people on Twitter being like, is this the worst Oscars ever? And it's actually like. Yeah, I, it's every like, year you, you it know gets that, worse. You know that thing of um, <laughs> that like. Uh, Women have like some chemical in their brain that makes them forget like how horrible childbirth is. Otherwise, no one would ever have a second kid. <laughs> I think people have the right. same thing about the Oscars because every year they get excited for it and they go, this is just dumb jokes and bad decisions. And it's like, this is what the Oscars has always been. <laughs> nothing recently. has changed. Yeah. Especially yeah. recently. It's not, when it's Alan not the Oscars. When Ellen took that selfie, Jesus. <laughs> I, like, I, we're talking in the Discord, I said that on, on the next betting form for the next Oscars, one of the things you can bet on is like, what will the horrifically embarrassing thing be? And you can vote between like, um, and, and a conflict between two actors, a uh, an, the wrong award given out, or mm. a um, an upsetting win or loss. You know, like the, mm. yeah, there's there's so many like like and I guess in terms of last year's one, which specifically breaks the format of the Oscars because yeah, yeah. of the Chadwick Boseman thing, but and yeah. the offense of um in memoriam last year as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, that with the the best supporting actress went to Ariana DeBose, which we kind of picked in our teaching yeah um yeah she gave uh, quite a nice speech talking about being first afro-latina woman uh to win and openly queer uh women to win that one of those kind of speeches where it's like i was you know a kid who thought they didn't fit in watching the oscars at home just know that you do kind of thing mm-hmm. uh very nice so yeah the um the uh josh brolin and jason Momoa. it sounds like they presented all the awards uh at the like hour beforehand uh they right. just did them all and then um, so there was animated short film, documentary short subject, film editing, live action short film, makeup and hairstyling, original score, production design and sound. Um, and so they just had their Oscars lady voiceover say, and the nominees are, and this one won, and then cut to their speech, which, you know, if it wasn't, if this was tradition, I'd be like, yes, yeah, sweet. Like <laughs> that flowed yeah. nicely. I, was, I didn't mind. This was, it was so controversial that certain awards were being cut out of the live telecast. But, like, I understood that to be that they wouldn't be broadcast at all, but they were, and it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I think, that's, that's on I you. Think, I don't know why you thought that. 
Nah, in fairness to him, I thought that too. I was like, oh, well, that what? sucks. He's just going to like publish it in the paper next day. I think, I think that's what everyone I'm thought. Stupid. No, I, 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 uh, that's really interesting. I. That why yeah, would it be controversial? I feel like it wouldn't be as controversial then. All I well, was that, that's say, why I'm like, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> well, okay, then the, the rest of the world thinking it is a big deal would mean that everyone thought what I thought, Richard. That's well, what I'm saying. Stupid. That's fine. That can be what the truth is. I'm just saying that's what I think everyone assumed. Um, and what I was going to say is that I think, you know, not to be elitist, some awards can be done by like that way. I don't know. The big, the sticklers for me are score and editing, I think, should mm. probably be a live presentation. But I think the shorts that can be pre-recorded, I think that's okay. <laughs> mm, they're just short. Uh, so, but yeah, then run- you got to think if they didn't have the shorts in... Um, uh, in the in the sorry in the cast like mm. earlier on, we would never have that iconic moment of Taika Waititi pretending to be asleep while the um, yeah. uh, best yeah. short films list was being nominated. So that's true. you got to think about these things. Mm. That's pros, true. There's pros and cons. We'll say there's pros and cons. Um, so yeah, just in, in interest of saying every winner, uh, animated short film went to The Windshield Wiper. Documentary short subject went to Queen of Basketball. Film editing went to Dune. Live action short film went to The Long Goodbye, uh, which Riz Ahmed was um, a producer or director on. Um, oh, it's, it's an album by Riz Ahmed, and it's like a accompanying um, video. Right. So it, Riz Ahmed's now an Oscar winner after he was snubbed for, well, not, you know, he wasn't snubbed for a nomination, but he lost out last year for Sound of Metal. Um, Makeup and hairstyling, um, I believe, went to Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, it did. I, I started, I believe, and then I checked it was correct before I finished the sentence. Thank you. Um, Very good. <laughs> original score went to Hans Zimmer for Dune. His only second Oscar. I thought he was he had a bunch. I'm so glad that won. I love the Dune score. It's so good. Production design also went to Dune, and so did Best Sound. So, yeah, Dune won four Oscars before the night even started. Mm. Nice. Things things were looking good for old Dune. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rosie Perez, Woody Harrelson, and Weasley Snipes came out and uh, awarded Best Cinematography, uh, which also went to Dune. Um, yeah, one of those like they're like, let's revisit White Men Can't Jump. You're like, why are they doing? This? Yeah, no, I was like, what the hell? I didn't know White Men Can't Jump was like revered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but apparently it is. <laughs> Do you think it's more a case of like they're like, all right, which movies have reached like a landmark age this year? Yeah. Uh, White men can't jump. Okay, that's twenty five. We could get Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Best uh, VFX, uh, which is um, uh, went to Dune as well, and so I think that's all of Dune's awards. Then, um, then yeah, Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, and Sean White came out and did a sixtieth anniversary tribute to the James Bond series, mm. which. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just a little fan cut. You know, it you didn't go YouTube. anywhere. It's like mm. that you can cut that and put best editing in. Like, who cares if we, how long James Bond? That all the all look at all these films that we didn't nominate, that we never nominated yeah. for well, any almost any Oscars. Uh, let's celebrate them together. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, they missed their chance ten years ago. They did like they were like, oh, we're going to do a fiftieth, um, you know, uh, anniversary thing because was also Skyfall came out and. It was rumored all six actors who have played James Bond were going to appear on sc- on stage together, and that was going to be that would have been like a cool moment. That would have been a huge moment. Mm. Um, and now two of them are dead, so you can't do it. But mm. they, yeah, they they missed the chance. I don't know why they didn't. Sean Connery probably didn't want to, but 
<laughs> would have been like his first public appearance in years if he'd done that. Mm. Um, yeah, we got um, performances of all the songs as well, um, introduced by various people. Plus, we did get the performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno, which had Megan the Stallion uh, had a rap verse in it as well. So this this sucked. Yeah. I thought this sucked. The the I love We Don't Talk About Bruno. I think it's the best Disney song since the Renaissance, and. I thought that this rendition of it, they cut out... Because the song, if you've heard the song, gentlemen, and I'm sure you have, it's in about three or four distinct different parts, right? Where mm. where different characters are singing. And the, the only bit they really did was sort of an elongated version of the first part, which is the husband and wife singing about their wedding day. And then there was a rap Her over... wedding day. Her wedding day. There was a rap over that, and then they went back to f- finish the song, but it was just to the like the arrangement of that first part again. And like the best part of the song is the like seven foot frame part, or like the the your boyfriend here part. Like all these like these are the parts that have gone viral on TikTok. And it's like, that's why they were playing the song. I'm sorry, but that's why they were doing it. Um, mm. And so I just thought it was so funny that, like, not only do they um, do they really wish this was the Encanto song that got nominated, uh, but they also didn't even do a very good performance <laughs> of it, I don't think. Uh, there was also a moment in there when they went to the uh, Motion Picture academy of arts and science or whatever it's called uh their museum that's just opened up it actually looked like it was one of these like it was wanda sykes getting to do you know like a type five about the <laughs> about the museum but it looks it's classic sykes it's classic sykes <laughs> it actually looks pretty cool and it did look cool maybe next year the three of us could go to the museum <laughs> absolutely <laughs> record yep. live from the museum yes yes <laughs> But yeah, they, they she made a joke about um because they have there was like a room where they had a bunch of Academy Awards like in display cases and uh yeah they they said that there was one that was empty and they said this was you know um Hattie uh, Daniels Hattie McDaniel's or Daniels um McDaniel uh was the first African American woman to win an Oscar and uh it was lost when she donated it and so they're like mm. this represents. Uh, you know, like her, this empty space represents her historic win. And then Wanda Sykes was like, oh, it also represents uh, all the black directors that have won because there mm. haven't been any. Very cool Oscars. Let's joke <laughs> about it. Let's just have a good old joke about it. That yeah. makes it okay. Yeah, when there wasn't even one nominated this year. Like. <laughs> Fuck, wasn't there? Oh my God, why would you make that joke? <laughs> or like, like, and to be clear, I'm not um, upset at Wanda. Wanda Sykes is great. And that is a funny joke for her to make. But like, to just throw, like, as the Oscars as an entity, to just put like your like prejudices on display for laughs, it just doesn't sit right with me. Mm. What do you think, Aaron? What do you think about this? It's just, it does sort of strike me as weird to be like, criticizing yourself inside your own event you know mm. i don't know it's like it's it's sort of for like all a comedian... specifically like one of the worst things you can yeah. be right but <laughs> also like not doing anything about it you know it's just it's just weird to like have that kind of self-referential like oh mm. we're so aren't we so shit but also like <laughs> um, we're, we're the most prestigious like like you can't have it both ways you can't be like the most prestigious best thing then it also like Throughout mm. the whole thing, be like, mm. yeah, but also we suck, suck balls. Yeah, like, like you yeah. could be the best actor and also assault a man on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you can, you can like, um, 
if if the if these changes were made and if in 10 years the oscars looked a lot more diverse than they mm. do now then no you can make <laughs> then you can make that joke i think but while you're still in the throes of like like inequality and and white privilege and unconscious bias like mm. and then you read the fucking brutally honest ballot and everyone's like i'm not gonna say i didn't vote for her because she's black but it's not because she's not white uh, yeah. <laughs> but i'll just say it wasn't a fan of her skin color <laughs> And also, it sort of weirdly ties in with that, like, the trying to be more appealing to a younger generation as well of, like, mm. I don't know. Just meta, a, meta self-deprecating humour. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. also, like, trying to be prestigious. But, oh, man, it's just something about it that just feels very weird. Like, decide what you are, man. Either you're, like, the best thing in the world, these are the best movies, and we are the opinion, or, like, you're mm. just some weird event that's, like kind of the mtv movie awards or something <laughs> that's a great segue aaron because i want to talk now about uh, something that i i briefly mentioned in our cheat sheet and said would come back to and we never did which is the oscars did like um the 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 theme of the ceremony was movie lovers unite so they teamed up with <laughs> they teamed up with twitter to uh host the oscars fan favorite contest where they would um where you know twitter users so it's like you know the the open to the public uh would vote for their favorite uh movie of 2021 and their favorite um movie moment in history essentially um, most of which were from roughly 2020 to yeah 2021. and so aaron did you see what what how these uh fell uh, I can't. I think I did see the segment, but I can't remember how they fell. I um, thought you were a movie lover, Aaron. That's the thing with the Oscars. <laughs> you were supposed you know? to be the united o- with us. <laughs> the only thing I remember seeing that segment and being like, "What the fuck? Why are these movies here?" Oh, yeah. Do you guys want to come to my birthday party? The theme is birthday lovers, birth lovers, <laughs> party enjoyers. <laughs> So yeah, the, the, this this is um, one of those things where um, the the contest itself drew um, you know a lot of criticism. Ire um, is that the yeah, right yeah, word? Yeah, yeah, drew nice. ire <laughs> uh, because there was the popular film category they proposed for the ninety first Academy Awards, and again it was one of those things because you know back then it was Black Panther that they're like uh, we have to we want to award this somehow but we can't give it a real Oscar mm. we'll give it a separate but equal Oscar. <laughs> God, and it was Black Panther. God, yeah. the worst <laughs> movie you could be stuck in that predicament with. And then so it feels like, again, that, like, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, love it or hate it, it did, uh, it was a lot of people's first uh, movie experience in two years. Um, and it got people excited about movies again. And, you know, as we talked about, desperate to get people to watch the Oscars again, um, you know, highlighting they made the Spider-Man the wins award. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I, I got a bunch of um criticism, but uh, yeah, so they announced the the five um, the, they announced the five finalists a wee while ago, but we finally got the how the ranking. So they had the Oscars cheer moment, which is the the stand up out of your seat and cheer moment, uh, and the top five were this. In fifth place, you have uh, Neo's bullet time backbend. They called it uh from from the matrix it makes sense but is that a cheer moment i feel like that's a like in awe like yeah, exactly. shock and an awe moment right i want to i want to dissect each of these ones i think the audiences <laughs> didn't cheer in 1999 yeah. well fourth yeah. place is effie white singing and i'm telling you i'm not going from dream girls 
what is this? Like, I know, like, Dreamgirls is just, like, absent from my repertoire of movies, but it's so funny to have, like, the category for film bros and have the fourth place be to a movie that no film bro has even heard of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... For the record, I have heard of Dreamgirls. I have not seen it. I wouldn't call you a film, Bri. I respect you too oh, highly. You. Yeah. So third place was the Avengers Assemble to Fight Thanos from Avengers Endgame. Should have should have won, but let's see what's to come. Uh, second place was Spider-Man Team Up from Spider-Man No Way Home. So I can accept that being above Avengers Assemble because it's more recent. Recency bias, yeah. I, I'm not even talking about my like opinion. I'm talking about like I'm sitting the category down and being like, what are we talking about? Yeah. What well, what are you wanting? What are you wanting to be able to play on the big screen at the ceremony? Let's yeah. just Well, you, not, we, not we know what they did play, which is <laughs> um uh so in first place Aaron was um <laughs> was the flash uh, going into the speed force from Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now, first first of all, I want to say like Great the scene. idea Great of a, st- a stand-up and cheer moment from a movie that wasn't released in theaters <laughs> yeah. is, is hilarious. I also, personally, I feel like I might get some pushback on this. Uh, that scene, I think, is like woefully unedited and actually doesn't represent like what's good about filmmaking in a way. But you, like, that's... Why do you think that that's woefully unedited? Because it's too long. It's a scene which should take... 25 seconds and it takes five minutes and it's it's beautiful and people standing up in the in their couches at home and cheering for it three and a half hours into that movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. it got a five minute standing ovation aj yeah, yeah. of course it was the number one um and then uh yeah, the top five films of the year which well we so won't... so the, the reason it won though is because when Snyder you go we, yeah. when you say to the internet vote on the best moment <laughs> and the the army that is Snyder Bros are like, all right, cracks knuckles. Like, <laughs> let's make yeah. all these fake accounts and get and get fucking the scene winning. And it's so insincere. And you get these results back as the like the the like producer or the programmer for the Oscars, and you're just like, oh fucking hell, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Um, How the- mad do you reckon Marvel mo- Marvel Studios were when they're like number three, number two, and then they get beat by DC? And they're like, but we. Cl- Clearly make better movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just do. Um, so yeah, then the the favorite, the, uh, the fan favorite movie of twenty twenty one, and fifth place, your tick tick boom. So I think, I think if we can talk about these and analyze why each decision on this these lists are baffling, um, I think tick tick boom is so interesting because that's less of like this feels like the category that's for like the people who don't care about the Oscars, but mm. the in fifth place is like quite an Oscar. Well, movie. but it's also like Andrew Garfield stands that I got it didn't mm. get, and Lin Manuel Miranda stands that didn't got it didn't it's, get this. Picture. It feels like it exists somewhere in between Best Picture nominee and this category though. Yeah, in fourth place, uh, you have Spider Man No Way Home. Baffling. We'll talk about that at the end. Let's just go back <laughs> um, to third. Yeah, in third place, you have a film called uh, Minamata, which I'd never heard of. <laughs> what stars the Johnny fuck Depp. is this award, man? 
<laughs> and it stars Johnny Depp, like shamed and thrown out of Hollywood, Johnny Depp, and now he gets a scene played at the at the Oscars ceremony. And like, yeah, I just like what is this film? I've never heard of this film. You're telling me that Twitter got their hands on what could be nominated for an Oscar and or, or this sort of not real Oscar award mm. and this weird Johnny Depp film that no one's ever heard of placed. That's mm. insane. Um, well, Johnny Depp wouldn't be the most offensive celebrity to appear uh, on this uh, on this uh, little reel because uh, in second place you had Cinderella uh, mm. starring James Corden, and they chose a clip where James Corden they features, ch- which is just one of those things that's like, who the hell in Hollywood thinks people like James Corden? Like, why does Someone, he keep he appearing? Work, yeah. yeah, he keeps getting, he keeps appearing in things, and but like Cinderella specifically. Who liked this movie? I saw nary a good review of this oh, film. I, just saw I saw memes, yeah. exclusively hatred for this film, and you're telling me it's what number three? As someone who watched the film, I can confirm it's absolute pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pile of garbage award for films that we don't think are actually good, and we can't see the difference between a film like Cinderella and a film like No Way Home. Um, let's just have a look as well. Um, just for for the record, um, oh, Minamata has seventy seven percent on oh, Minamata. Okay. So. Uh, and then so yeah, Aaron. So a scene from Zack Snyder's Justice League won the stand up and cheer moment. Would you care to venture a guess as to what won the favorite film of twenty twenty one? Oh God, nah. I I nah, keeping in mind that Zack Snyder's Justice League came out in twenty twenty one. Oh my God, are you serious? Uh, no, it was actually Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which won. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember seeing that and being like. I don't think I've even seen a trailer for this it's movie. It's so funny because Zack Snyder's Justice League, because it's a recut, <laughs> was technically not eligible for the award, which is hilarious that it wasn't. Because this is clearly, not, you know, if it's not made for Spider Man No Way Home, it's made for that movie, and it's yeah. not even eligible. And so the this, I'm assuming the same army that that propelled the Flash scene into first place for stand up and cheer moment. Well, we can't do Justice League. Let's do the next best thing, and it's his average zombie movie that nobody really saw. Um, here's the thing. I don't. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna talk about whether or not I liked, or if any of us liked Spider Man No Way Home. Love the it. winner of the award is Spider-Man No Way Home. It's not a conversation. It's You don't have a choice. We're talking about what movie dominated cultural conversation upon its release more than any other. And it is... I will not listen to a single argument that says it isn't Spider-Man No Way Home. And they've, it's just so funny that like the internet... It's just like intimate democracy is a mistake. You just shouldn't let people vote. You should just figure it out. You should just figure out what you think is probably the answer. Yeah. Um, uh, Rowan, I think, put it best. Uh, Rowan, a cop pop show family member, said definitely proof that the Snyderverse fans are bigger losers than the Marvel fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't understand how they thought they could put this out to the internet and everything would be all good. It's like, oh, this yeah. is just bo- this is Boaty McBoatface all over. It's, it's a wonder the winner wasn't like a better, like a, t- a renowned, yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know, just just like a famously terrible film. Because I yeah, do like, wonder like, if, like, if like cuck. 
I've never heard of that movie. I've never heard of that. Oh, it's, like, cool. it's about it's about like a, a a frustrated loner who becomes an alt right vlogger. Oh right, okay. It's like so, it's actually about what you think a film called Cut Twenty Nineteen would be about. So Army Army of the Dead winning is like the the second cousin of a Boaty McBoatface situation, right? Mm. That's like it's still it's still a a large untenable group of internet warriors creating result the results they want, right? But I do wonder if that Johnny Depp film was specifically like the same army were like what's a film that nobody fucking saw let's get that into first place yeah. and maybe it is this maybe that's why cinderella is there like mm. the only real examples in this category would be tick tick boom and spider-man mm. <laughs> and those are just the ones that genuinely earnestly got up there <laughs> yeah all right so uh yeah best animated feature went to encanto no surprises there um oh i didn't uh, i didn't bet on encanto winning but as soon as the ceremony started i was like that was stupid. I should have yeah, bet on Encanto winning. What did you bet on? Thank, thank you. I bet on Luca because it's Pix- the Pixar rule. Idiot. <laughs> did you guys notice throughout the ceremony that like when they'd announce each of the awards, I guess because the last year's one, there was like way less people, but this year it was real obvious in some respects who was going to win because you'd like sit there and listen to people announcing the people who were nominated. And then based on the like volume of the crowds, like, mm. woo, like it was like, Every single time you could be like, okay, the woo now Kirsten Dunst got a pretty big woo though. Yeah, her. there was a few, um, uh, like Flea, I noticed, clearly had the, the mm. one that was nominated for animated feature, documentary, and foreign film, um, not winning any of them. It did, that one clearly had a big contingent of fans, but I, I do agree. What you, it's, it, it is interesting. Um, quite often it's it signposts to the winner, and I think like Coda had quite a big um, showing there as well, but mm. it is interesting even if not the winner to see what the room's favorite is, you know? Mm. Yeah. The Spider-Man way way home of the, sorry, the army of the dead of the nominees. So, uh, Yunya Zhang, um, who. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Who won um, Best Supporting Actress for Minari last year, who we all loved to bits, presented the award for Best Supporting Actor, and she came out and was like, you know, and, and kind of broken English was saying like, uh, I complained a lot last year that people couldn't say my name. And now I'm sorry because I've read the names of the nominees and now I have to pronounce them. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that went to Troy Kotzer for Coda, which I think we all be very happy about. One of the best wins of the night. Best win of the night. I was so happy he won. He's He is such a transformative part of Coda. And I think in a lot of ways was kind of the underdog as well of the best supporting actor nominees. Like it wasn't as sure of a bet as it has been in previous years. I was delighted to see him win. Mm. And his acceptance speech was beautiful, I thought. Yeah. But yeah, so it's funny. So she gave him the Oscar, or they gave him the Oscar, and then she immediately was like, "Oh, well, no, I'll I'll take it so that you can sign." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I loved seeing her again. That was fantastic. 
Uh, Tiffany Haddish and Simu Liu, who had a fucking amazing suit, by the way, this like beautiful red suit, presented the award for Best International Feature, which no surprises there, went to Drive My Car. Ruthie Carter and Lepiti Nyong'o, uh, Best Costume Design, uh, they announced, which went to Cruella. And interestingly, that one of the only times that I'd noticed someone getting played off, um, who uh, the woman who won that, uh, whose name I'll grow. Bro, you didn't notice the um, award for Best International Feature Film oh, where yeah, they yeah, tried yeah, to yeah, play yeah. him off like three times? <laughs> yeah, because he was like, all right, thank you. And then they started playing the music. He was like, I actually want more thing. <laughs> <laughs> there was a group of four guys that got played off as well yeah. after the second um, one. I can't remember. But it's just because so, I, I remembered, I recognized uh, the woman, Jenny Beaven, who won. She won for Mad Max Fury Road. And I remember yeah. her speech... I, um, it might have been like a team of people and she was the last one to speak and she was like and if I may just get serious for a moment and then they started playing the music um, and it was like it was so such tacky. bad timing she, she, she had to like yell about like the treatment of um, indigenous people or something so tacky that they're like oh we're not racist look we can joke about it and then they do like I mean it's not inherently racist to play off people like <laughs> yeah. and, and strangely enough often happens with like underheard voices I think <laughs> yeah then we had uh, Jennifer Garner Elliot Page and J.K. Simmons uh, there for uh, Juno um, presenting Best Original Screenplay which went to uh, what did they go to again? Coda. No, no that to... was adapted. Uh, Belfast, yeah. Belfast. Yeah, so uh, Belfast on the award for the night. Um, I was surprised to see that was Kenneth Branagh's only um, uh, first Oscar as well. And like to go from like probably going to win to only winning one award as well is crazy. Yeah, it's not the only film that did that too. Oh, oh. A <laughs> uh, and then adapted screenplay uh, went to uh, Coda, um, which was one of those ones that was like, oh, okay, like this is, might be the, the favorite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Rami Malek with his creepy fucking eyes presented No Time to Die performance, and then Chris Rock took the stage uh, to present best documentary feature. Uh, he made a few jokes. Uh, had a few come to the coast, have a couple of laughs. Um, There's a diehard reference. Um, so he, he what he, what happened was he, he was commenting on people in the crowd, and he pointed at Jada Pinkett Smith. He said something about Will Smith, and then he said pointed at Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, who is currently sporting a shaved head, and said, "Jada, I love you. Uh, GI Jane two can't wait." Uh, reference to Demi Moore's film, uh, which he famously shaved her head for GI Jane. So make it a bald joke for context. Which and also, just in retrospect, not a very funny joke. Even if yeah, offensiveness aside sure, is pretty like. <laughs> so Will Smith cackles at this. He he throws his head back in the in the in the throes of laughter. Uh, but then on the side of the screen, you see a very unimpressed Jada Pinkett Smith, like 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 ve- like you know d- d- daggers, and then. Uh, Chris Rock sort of, you know, laughs and says, like, oh, there's the, you know, there's a good one or something like that. And then uh, Will Smith takes on this, takes the stage, uh, unplanned. Will Smith walks up to Chris Rock and Chris is kind of like, oh, here comes, here comes my buddy Will. And he's like, oh, Richard's coming, coming for me kind of thing. And then BAM! Smacks Chris Rock across the face. Uh, it, go go back and watch the clip. It is a real hit. Yeah, uh, he everyone, very much slaps him in the face. By this point, I'm like, oh, that was a very good stage hit. Yeah, like th- this planned bit had a very good yeah. uh, assault of Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock sort of is like, whoa, okay. And then uh, Chris Rock, I think in that moment appreciates Will's commitment to the bit. Uh, Will walks <laughs> off smiling. Uh, it's classic you know. Rock. He's a professional. <laughs> uh, Will walks off sort of smiling, laughing. 
editing, composing himself, uh, and then sits down, and then you hear um, we and we had it unedited in New Zealand, so you hear off stage Will Smith say, "Get your get my wife's name out your fucking mouth," and then it's kind of quiet because it's off screen, and then um chris is kind of like huh and then it cuts to will smith a shaky shot because they're clearly like get will get 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 will <laughs> yeah but it's like the the directors are like get will smith and the producers are like pull the tally cast <laughs> yeah. um and he says again get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth and it's and you can see in his eyes this is better acting than he's about to win an academy award for <laughs> And like this, or if it's fake, but this is this is a hundred percent true. There's so much venom in his eyes. He's one hundred percent serious. He's project. There's not a microphone on him. He's projecting so loudly it's been picked up by just the general audience mics or even Chris's mic. Presumably, pretty close to the the stage. Quite, by quite judging stage, by how yeah. how fast he got up there to yeah. slap Chris. And off. and Chris is sort of like okay, like he was like it was a GI Jane two joke. Like he sort of he you know sort of defends it and then, and then when he says when will says that again he's like okay i will like and then you can see chris look off to the side of the producers and he, he makes a joke and says that 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 was the greatest night in television history and um then says all right we're here to give a, a documentary to and he's like and completely thrown and then says let's just let's just go to the nominees honestly like watching this moment live this is on par with you know, La La Land, Moonlight mix up, even I would say on par with like the Janet Jackson nip slip uh, at the <laughs> Super Bowl. Like it's one of those like iconic live television moments. There actually was a nip slip later in the night as well. Um, <laughs> we from... don't need to talk about <laughs> Well, but it's just interesting that it's like there was a nip slip and no one cares because of what happened. Right, true. <laughs> yeah. well, and also maybe nobody cares because nobody cares about that anymore. You know? Yeah. Um. So this, 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 are we talking about this now? the the chris rock thing so uh what's what's interesting what i found out after it happened is that jada pinkett smith uh is suffering from alopecia so clearly her being bald is not as much of a stylistic decision Mm. as like she's i think gi jane 2 is yet to be greenlit yeah right well careful Wilson's head at all. Um, the like so it's it's you know it's not she decided to shave her head which like on top of all of this it's a, it's weird to make a joke about someone's shaved head i feel like a good rule of thumb is like if someone's got a shaved head it's probably best to not make a joke about it mm. because you never know why they may have shaved their head um and so and when i found that out my my initial sympathies reversed i was i went from why is will smith hit chris rock to oh well he was you know chris rock made a horrible joke and like talking to people and trying to be very like open and listening especially as a a straight white man i've learned to listen to uh conversations before deciding my position on them over the years um and so I've kind of I, I I would be interested to see what the narrative eventually becomes because it does seem to be, I guess the the way I've sort of come to terms with it now is assaulting someone is worse than a bad taste joke. Yeah, Aaron, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I'll, I'll bring you in here. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I think I haven't like read anything about it, but just sort of meditating it on my own. I think that's probably my position as well. It's that, you know, like right or wrong, society has an opinion basically in law that there is fundamentally a difference between someone saying some wild shit 
Um, I mean, depending on what the, the, if it's like racial or whatever, but mm. you know, there is fundamentally a difference between someone saying some shit and someone like physically assaulting a person. So I think, you know, clearly, if that's if that you know, clearly having had it explained to me that that's what happened, you know, it was an incredibly inappropriate thing to say to someone. Um, we don't know that what Chris that, Rock knows either. Like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised well, if he just doesn't know that Jada yeah. Pinkett Smith has alopecia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah. So, it, but it's still, you know, like too far as a joke, mm. clearly. Mm. But you know. I think, you know, we sort of talked about this a bit before we started the podcast. Like, it's probably the clearest example you can see in, like, live action of toxic masculinity of being like, man has insulted wife, man assaults man. You know, like, Mm. it just feels like... I don't it's know. Like it feels like... It's like a very old school thing, which I think, like, Will Smith would call himself old school for this, and that it's like... Yeah, it's... it's and I mean, fucking, he did a whole speech about it. But it's like... um yeah, I think he would see it as as chivalry, but it's I would call it toxic masculinity. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. My as for my thoughts, I I think I just think like violence like that is like the stupidest, most childish thing, and that Will Smith, I think, in an attempt to prove what a big bravado man he is, made himself look like a little boy, um, and. Yeah, I think uh, as well, it's quite funny watching the moment and you see Will Smith laugh at Chris Rock's joke and then presumably after it cuts away from him, he looks at Jada Pinkett Smith, sees how pissed off she is and thinks, well, fuck, I'm going to have to deal with her at home if I don't do anything. So instead I'll deal with uh, the world's media reacting to what I'm about to do uh, because uh, it's easier to deal with them than, than the missus. <laughs> yeah, I just think like you tr- you try going into your work uh, tomorrow and hitting a man across the face and you know see if you get a promotion an hour later like you probably fucking won't and i think i absolutely think the academy should have escorted will smith out of there and i don't think he should have been allowed to do his best uh best actor speech but they've got a tradition uh they want you know him to have to make a speech but yeah no i think that you should absolutely face the consequences and uh like a normal person and you shouldn't like it's insane that he assaulted a man on live television and then not an hour later, you know, accepted the highest honor in acting. Mm. Imagine being these, someone who's been a producer on the Oscars for years and you, you lived, you've lived through it all. And you specifically lived through the Oscars. So white controversy um, of which Will Smith was actually like one of the main examples of a performance. I can't remember what film it was for, but like when people were criticizing, I, so yeah, I have a vague memory as well that Jada Pinkett Smith, um, uh, actually, yeah, no, yeah, so Jada Pinkett Smith said she was boycotting the Oscars. Chris Rock, the host of that year, said, No one invited you, Jada. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so it's not the, the first time he's made a joke about it. So it's, um, so already, like, you've got. Um, you, you've worked hard over the past five or six years and you've not done a very good job, but you've worked hard to try and like make up for some shortcomings um, surrounding like people of color and and the Oscars so white and stuff. And then you, you, you sit comfortably in your chair. You're like, 
a black man, probably one of the most famous black actors, certainly was uh, 10 or so years ago. I don't know mm. if you would say that now. Um, is probably going to win, as you say, Richard, the highest award in acting. Like, we've, we've, we've done it. You can see a greedy producer being like, we've done it. We've reached a milestone here. <laughs> we've won the black vote. And then <laughs> that, that black man <laughs> hits someone and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. But give it to Denzel instead. <laughs> Where's Price Waterhouse Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> we need someone to take the fall. <laughs> um, just, just for the record as well, like this isn't like a picking sides thing. I'm not like Team Chris Rock. If if Will Smith were to post on uh, r slash am I the asshole, I would reply ESH. Everybody sucks here. Um, <laughs> absolutely, I think Will Smith is the bigger asshole um, in this situation. But uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, Chris Rock shouldn't have made the joke. Uh, there's a million other ways, you know, you could comment on uh, someone's, you know, haircut that. Or just not comment plenty on. Plenty of favorable ways you could have done that. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that... Um, yeah, I, I I lost a lot of respect for Will Smith. New um, podcast idea. Think of a better roast that uh, Chris Rock could have given <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, that, that'll be the next episode of the Oscars. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, can I say yeah. something? Maybe not one hundred percent relevant, but I think also what this event kind of highlights is that. You know, you really do think about these people, these like rich, powerful people as being sort of paragons of humanity, Mm. you know, like Mm. clearly if they're, especially if they're actors, you know, you think in some ways they're probably like evolved people, you know, who have a level of introspection. You're an actor, right, Aaron? Is this where this is coming from? Uh, Yeah. Well, I guess that's the hope, right? Is that, you, you know, you think a lot of people who are sort of, you know, high up in art have kind of spent their time looking at themselves and trying to get better as a person. And, you know, part of that exploration is like their art or whatever. Mm. But I think it really highlights that, you know, there really were no adults in the room Mm. or very few adults in the room, you know, during that event. It's like none of the producers, no one like backstage managing the ceremony thought to step Mm. in. None of the people watching a man assault another man on live TV, like did anything about it. You know, Mm. like it's just sort of, I don't know, it's sort of galling to what, watch something like that and be like, yeah. no one thought to do anything? And also it's that yeah. thing of like, these these are people that we're seeing before our eyes operate above the law. Like, you, yeah, that, you try that anywhere else. Say. You try that if you're not Will Smith and you mm. will get dragged out of there. Like, it's it's insane. Yeah. He went he went full Kanye. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> I guess there's a, there's, there's maybe a defense that like, it was will smith uh at least until he yelled out what he yelled out it could have been seen as like like no i reckon if he hadn't yelled anything out i could have still believed that was staged yeah 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 and in that case like you are performing and you are it's a it's a weird bit and i reckon chris rock would be like that was a risky bit of improv on will Mm. smith's part but like (laughs) um you know so i guess i guess that's a way it's it's the it's him yelling out uh sort of indicts it as um as well, that's also what proved it was. Yeah, it was that's real. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, but ultimately, I guess it's like it's a couple of rich people having a fight, and it's like, well, ultimately, like mm. the the these are just people who are self-important. Everyone you see tonight is self-important. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the whole the whole goddamn ceremony is self-important. <laughs> the whole system. Is <laughs> yeah. So to then skip ahead, um, to uh, the best actor award. Uh, yeah, so Will Smith did win, and he got on stage, tears in his eyes, talking about how 
Richard Williams was a protector of uh, of his family, and you know it's it's essentially it's God's calling to him that it's his role. By God, I guess he means L. Ron Hubbard. Is, he, is that confirmed? I've heard that's that's up in the air. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in, in recent years he's gone like full. Um, I don't know if Scientologists worship L. Ron Hubbard. But- <laughs> <laughs> also, also, actually, just just on that um, thought as well, that um, Regina Hall made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith earlier in the night as well about Regina that that she was one of the ones that he was allowed to sleep with because they she had quite a public affair with someone um and then that's where the like the sad will meme comes yeah, from yeah, and i guess yeah. that's what that's what it does to a man if you meme God, him that's like that such a worse joke yeah exactly to make and then the ball but thing th- they've come out and said oh we have an open relationship which right. could be a pr move it could be you know n- not not necessarily to speculate on that those, but it's those like, tears didn't make it look like it's an open relationship <laughs> but so yeah he made he made this whole speech it'll be on for a long time but if i was down there in that music pit i would not be the one to start conducting uh <laughs> him off um <laughs> <laughs> um, and do, do you know what slaps the bassoon player? The, yeah. the director and the producer are backstage and was like, "He's going on for ages. He's going on. ask ask the ask the producer what should we do." They turn to the producer. He's sitting in the corner. He's just like, just a red welt on his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just don't know what to do. He's just yeah. so, silently sitting there. They're like, "We need your direction. We need your order." And he's just like. Just let him speak. Like, mm. we're going over time. It just Yeah, so it, it was a really kind of rambly speech. There's some moments that were quite powerful, but it was very much like, I am protector, I defend woman. And he apologized to the Academy, but not to Chris Rock, um, notably, uh, and said, you know, I hope they'll let me back next year. If I was in charge of it, I absolutely would not. But... Yeah, it was kind of the speech that very much felt like he was justifying what he did. Um, and yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a bizarre speech. And we don't, the question was, is he gonna, like, we, cause everyone knew he's probably going to win best actor. So it's like, yeah. is he going to talk about it? And you know what? I wouldn't, if I was Will Smith, I would have just done the speech I planned to do and tried not to tie it into what just happened. I would I would talk for long enough that they start playing me off and they'd raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's going for the he's going for the musicians. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting because after they win their Oscar as well, they go backstage and do like a stand up in front of the press, and surely someone will have asked him about it then. So I in the next day or two, we're going to get comments. I imagine from both Chris Rock and Will Smith, uh, which will be very interesting to see how it plays out. I think I don't think Chris Rock will press charges. Yeah, I think also if you asked Will, he's probably still real mad at Chris. Mm. Like he he would well, be writing that Chris. hatred. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's extra uh, funny because that show is literally about Chris Rock. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works on multiple levels. <laughs> um, any other final thoughts on the on that controversy? And we'll get to the rest of the awards. Uh, I thought the the uh, there was very tasteful of Anthony Hopkins, the grandpa of Hollywood, to come out of, after all this and just be like, "All right, okay, let's let's peace and love." <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like he started his speech with like, "I think Will Smith said it best." 
uh, we should all keep her name out of our fucking mouths. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't actually say that's that. What like, he, that's he what like Sasha Baron Cohen would have yeah. done, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there are yeah. riskier men than, than Anthony Hopkins who would mm. seize that as, a, as a, a chance to make maybe one of the funniest jokes you'll hear all year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like that, like when, um, you know, the, 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 when the Suez Canal was blocked and it's mm. like, I hope the first boat through here knows they have the chance to do the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, after he punched him, the the came back from commercial break, and of all people, P Diddy was the first presenter on, and was just yeah. like, "You guys need to make up." And it's like, <laughs> what? Again, though, it's probably like I. PDD's probably one of the only people that would have done that. I, I was glad that it was also because um, they had a pulp, pulp Fiction reunion. So you had John Travolta, Samuel Jackson, and Uma Thurman presenting Will Smith with, with, with his award. And I was like, Samuel Jackson's probably the only person in Hollywood that could make fun of Will Smith right now for doing that. <laughs> and I, I, I loved that. If we're moving on now, I loved that. Um, that presentation of thought it was a delight to see Uma Thurman and John Travolta and Samuel Jackson do like a Pulp Fiction themed sketch together i thought that was great hmm. they're just such solid performers as well and that they're, they're doing like a little dance and just to see samuel l jackson have to play the straight man to those two i think was very fun yeah um uh yeah the the, the award chris rock was presenting was best documentary feature which went to um summer of soul or when the revolution could not be televised which um quest love was one of the producers of um it looked like he was about to give a very uh, moving speech but our feed in new zealand cut out Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. Peter Diddy, um presented a tribute to the Godfather, <laughs> which is like, oh yeah, who who do we get for the Godfather trilogy? Peter Diddy. Um Can we pause on this Godfather trilogy for a thing? Yeah. For a second. How awful! Like they play the trailer, mm. and it's like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Was it like I don't know if it was a trailer, but it was like cut clips from the Godfather yeah, like a, a, yeah. to like hip-hop classics or like get up hip-hop classics from the last 15 years or something yeah. it was like the wake like if you're gonna celebrate the film the godfather just like play the godfather's music just play the whole or let movie. it speak for itself yeah actually like it has like, a pretty iconic score as well so it's like yeah like let it let it speak for itself be very, Don't be like very sad. You just watch one man punch another man on live TV in front of millions of people, and then cut to. <laughs> so after that uh, little Godfather tribute, we had uh, the in memoriam section, which is a, a bit of a fan favorite here at the, uh, <laughs> the Watch Podcast. Um, uh, yeah, th- 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 it was quite nice this year. They played um, "I Will Remember You," but they had like a dance number. They had like a troupe uh, dancing, but big improvement over last year's. Which yeah, you can actually oh read some of the names. God, which is nice. last year's was awful <laughs> compared to this one. And I think they they replaced the idea of like the last person in the in memoriam being particularly mm. significant with a couple of examples. Look, let me finish my sentence. They had like in in between, they would have like someone come on and talk. Yeah, they've got the they had Tyler Perry talk about uh Sidney Poitier they had Bill Murray talk about Ivan Reitman which was really nice and they had Jamie Lee Curtis holding a dog talking about Betty White and saying that she was a big lover of animals so go adopt a rescue and I was like yes Betty White is last because that's what I put on my on my pick and then they continued after that Charles Grodin from Beethoven was last (laughs) well that's what I mean I feel like they they weren't thinking about how significant the last person should be for this one Mm. well I don't know what was the order why were they? Why did they decide that order? 
Yeah. I don't know. Who know- yeah. And was- also, uh, William William Hurt, who I thought might be last, uh, was just was- early on. He was like third, like just randomly. Did um, Bob Saget show up? A couple weeks ago. Uh, no, he died. He couldn't make the ceremony. <laughs> Did he? Was he? I didn't see him because that's who I put. It's not very seriously, but that's who I thought would be the last person. Yeah, I I ran upstairs to get headphones because uh, Jess had to take a phone call during the section, um, so I missed part of it, so I couldn't tell. You. I wonder if if the the academy just don't consider Bob Saget important. It, it'd be great if like like you know how sometimes they play like a little they play a little clip um, of like of just like one of their lines. So like if Marlon Brando dies and you'd be like, I could have been a contender. Mm-hmm. If um, Bob Saget is just like there's shit everywhere <laughs> from Dumb and Dumber to Dumb and Dumber Rare. <laughs> Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Zoe, Zoe Kravitz presented Best Original Song they went to um, Billie Eilish and Phineas for uh, No Time to Die um, which gotta be the, gotta the say, longest not a, not a fan of the song gotta be the longest between the longest time passed between something being made the, the and the film being released an and then winning an Oscar yeah mm. yeah uh, yeah so the last three Bond songs have won um, Best Original Song um, it just seems like the in. done thing now. You it, yeah. it sounds you make a song that sounds exactly like Skyfall and you win an Oscar. Mm. Um, they even yeah, did so that with Skyfall. Yeah, uh, Kevin Costner uh, presented the award for best director, which went to New Zealand's own um, uh, Jane Campion, who mispronounced Aotearoa in, the, in her speech. Uh, interesting. Does she really? Um, was- yeah. Um, I mean, she hasn't lived here for quite a long time, so. Um, huh. Yeah, she uh, didn't say anything problematic, uh, which is good. Except for mispronouncing Aotearoa, I guess yeah. that could be yeah. It was cool to hear. I mean, we've heard Toreo um, at the Oscars before when Taika won for Jojo Rabbit. Mm. Um, but it's always cool to hear and always like a real like, um, you know, remind like reminder about New Zealand being a big shot in the movie world. Mm. I, I was I, I I was kind of moved by Jane Campion's speech. I thought like mm. it's just, I don't know maybe just my Kiwi pride or whatever was just like yeah. hell yeah. I also um, a very interesting fact. I love uh, little stats uh, like this. Uh, first film since The Graduate to win only Best Director and nothing else. That's fucking fascinating. Mm. That's so interesting that this one won Best Director and didn't win anything else. And how like it really went from like you know. Not only like because it went from well, like it went power- from being uh you know one time front runner to only winning one award just like Belfast, right? Exactly. I, yeah, true. And I think that, but in this case, like Belfast's chances died a long time ago. Whereas Power of the Dogs, I was mm. still up until Best Picture was announced, was like it's probably gonna still win. Um, and I thought that the um that the uh it's strange to watch the ceremony as it goes on, being like. How the dog is not winning any of these. Interesting. Um, so yeah. Do you reckon there was a small part of Jane Campion sitting there in the audience as that happened to her as well, live, being like, Man, I, I shouldn't have said that shit. <laughs> I think she saw Will Smith slap Chris Rock and was like, Thank God I'm not the pariah of the award <laughs> season anymore. Yeah. But that's probably pretty reliable. I mean, Will Smith has probably just got to wait till the next thing happens. Although, is the Oscars the last one, isn't it? Or do, yeah, got exactly, like... yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You, well, you but, can but when you say when whatever... the next thing happens, it's like two days from now, no one's going to give a shit. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, you you want to... um, <laughs> If you can do whatever controversial shit you want to, say whatever you want in speeches during award seasons, you just don't want to be the last person to do it at the Oscars yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's going to be <laughs> the one that stays immortalized till the next award season. 
Yeah, so we've, uh, we've done Best Actor. Uh, yeah, Anthony Hopkins came out and presented the, the award to Best Actress, which went to Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, film uh, I did not see. Yeah, um, it looks all right. It is interesting, though, that yeah, in terms of like films winning multiple awards, uh, you only had Dune won six, which is um, broke the record for most wins without a Best Director nomination. Which is, isn't that hilarious that a film can be nominated for everything well, half a film. shut up the film can be nominated <laughs> for all these all these like the sum of its parts right and then who's in who's in charge oscars who's in charge of the sum of something's parts you know like yeah that's actually crazy. really interesting to bring up in the light of the film that won because i would say that uh, the film that won was like a sort of triumph over the sum of its parts you absolutely. know absolutely yeah yeah and we'll get to what that is in just a moment. But yeah, the um, For those so Dune, that don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, so the eyes of Tammy Faye ended up being one of three films to win more than one Oscar because it also won the um, the uh, hair and makeup. makeup. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Dune won six. Eyes of Tammy Faye won two, and Coda won three awards, including Best Picture. So it also won um, the original screenplay, uh, the adapted screenplay. Sorry, and uh, yeah, Best Supporting. Uh, actor, but yeah, there was it was kind of an interesting entering into the night. The the presenter for the final award was uh, Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli, which was actually a re- like a really sweet moment. I thought she can't Liza mm-hmm. Minnelli came out in a wheelchair. Um, she's obviously, uh, you know, her health's declining. I did and, not know that about Liza Minnelli. That made yeah, me neither. me quite sad mm-hmm. to see. But but um, she was still a delight and is still like yeah, a still, professional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know and what I like, mean? Like st- still yeah. like knows what her charisma is and knows yeah. how to like win over. And she a crowd. clearly so she had cue cards rather than reading off a teleprompter. Mm. And um, yeah, there's a moment when they came out and Lady Gaga sort of knelt down. And you could hear her sort of off mic being like, "Have you like have you got everything? You're right." And she was like, oh, "I'm I'm so confused." And I thought it was like, "Oh, she's she's being funny." There was like, "No, she's actually like mixed up her cards," and. There was like a few months where where Lady Gaga like you know knelt down to her and and you know checked in on her and made sure that she was alright and it and it was just a really sweet moment and Lady Gaga I think comes across as a very mm. genuine person and a she very does caring it with, person with dig- she treats Liza Minnelli with dignity and class and it's yeah. very, it's like a it's like it reminded me of like. Um, someone talking to their their grandmother, you know, yeah, like exactly, so, yeah. someone they because I mean Liza Minnelli in sort of a spiritual way probably is the grandmother of of Lady yeah. Gaga. Yeah, and also like she's she's done a lot of stuff with Tony Bennett, who's like similarly you know, right. declining health, and um, uh, yeah, and, and she she's very very sweet with him mm. as well. I thought sorry, I thought that as well. The um, Liza Minnelli when she when she announced. The that Coda won as well. It was very like Lady Gaga's like the Oscar goes to and, and Liza Minnelli like opens the envelope and goes, "Okay, uh, Coda." It's <laughs> like done without any like presentation or fanfare. Yeah. No one was ready for her to say it. it was great. Um, Aaron, <laughs> what are my thoughts on the best uh, picture winner? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I have mixed thoughts. Eh. Um, it, it, yeah, I guess we said earlier, very recently, um, that you know, in some ways, Coda's kind of a triumph over the sum of its parts because then, you know, I think I highlighted this when we were doing the cheat sheet stuff, is that there are certain things about it that you can kind mm-hmm. of see the edges of. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that it won best adapted screenplay because you know, in many respects, the screenplay is quite formulaic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, like, as a piece of creation, well, maybe they were it's like adapting a formula. Ex- <laughs> um, well, true. That, that is that is a good point, Aaron. That it feels more like it's really good in spite of its screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would say that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed watching it, but in some ways, I would echo the thoughts of the uh, film dude bro who was like, "Yeah, it's sort of like a Hallmark movie." Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. I would say truly amazing performances, but I don't know that I would say that it was, for me, the best movie if you're looking at a movie as a sort of, you know, collectively all of its Mm. parts working really well. Mm. What it reminded me of, and I will preface this by saying I think Coda is a better movie than this, but it reminded me of the Green Book win, the controversial Green Book win because it is probably the green book of the nominations this year in the sense that it's this really just pleasant nice somewhat unchallenging somewhat predictable story and we talked about this on the cheat sheet coder episode that the difference here i think is that um that it is the it's it's a movie it's a it's a really nice maybe slightly elevated hallmark movie but it has these moments which are so much better than the rest of the movie and so Mm. that and i think that in a nutshell is actually as i said on the episode is actually like a perfect formula for winning best picture and here i was maybe proven proven to have a point there with with it winning because i think Uh, it's 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 consumable by the mainstream with a few moments which make you consider the you know the heights that art can could potentially go to as well if you weren't familiar um uh, it's my favorite of the 10 and i'm glad it won um yeah. i think i do agree though that i think that you, you think oh you know power of the dogs a very oscary film you know mm. like it's a very very challenging um you know has a lot of themes about toxic masculinity which maybe uh they needed to hear tonight <laughs> um but the um but yeah looking historically i think the oscars tends to like the watchable nice film and i think coda is that i think it's very nice uh and that's why i loved it so much and also the fact that it's an entire movie it's not it's not it's not half a movie like june and it's not 40 movies like power of the dog or drive (laughs) so uh yeah to that's our discussion on the 94th academy awards ceremony um and i guess you know, can can finish off our discussion with uh, the words of Jaden Smith, who a few hours ago tweeted, "And that's how we do it." <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jaden, delete the tweet, Jaden. No. <laughs> who would have thought of all the things to be returning out of nostalgia in this day and age that Jaden <laughs> Jaden Smith's unhinged Twitter would be something to come? <laughs> <in? laughs> Obviously, every word in that was capitalized. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that uh, is... I'm just checking Willow Smith's um, uh, Twitter and uh, doesn't appear to have anything. Although she too looks like she is preparing for G.I. Jane. Uh, too. No. Yeah, she has a shaved <laughs> head. Um, <laughs> Probably out of solidarity. All right, well, that is our Oscars cheat sheet. Mini series come to an end with our debrief of the ceremony. We'd love to hear all your thoughts, and you can do so by hopping on the Discord, which there is a link to in the show notes. And you can tell us who you thought was right, who you thought was wrong. Um, 
and be it the award winners or the will smith chris rock thing um and you can also follow us on instagram and twitter you can also email us at coldpopshamedia at gmail.com and if you'd like to support us you can do that over at, at uh, patreon.com slash coldpopsha um next week we'll be returning with another i don't know we don't what know what we're, we're gonna, gonna do, do. We it's not gonna i can tell you it's not gonna be film franchise fortnight's returning that'll be the week after so get ready for that everybody. maybe maybe okay. um who knows who knows uh and yeah thank you for listening everybody and thank you we'll see you next year aaron <laughs> see you guys next year can't wait <laughs>